In the beginning was the word. Oh, I see. You think uh, religion is for suckers and easy marks and mollycoddles, huh? It's just You think Jesus is some kind of a sissy, eh? Jesus had guts. Hi, and welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. We're here talking with Sidney Mohidi from Jakarta, Indonesia. Now, we're at Hillsong 2011. I've seen him up on stage, jumping around, playing the guitar, and he's well-known for uh, uh, worship leading all over the world. Uh, one of the uh, best worship songs ever, Hosanna, with Israel Houghton. He uh, co-wrote that, and uh, it's a real blessing to have him here. So, mate, tell us a little bit about um, you became a Christian at the age of 17. What was family life like, and how did you come to Christ? Well, um, I-, I was born in Jakarta, but uh, by the time I was eight or nine years old, my parents were divorced. So... After that, uh, the decision was my my mom wanted to take us to, to move out of the country. So we decided to move to um, Los Angeles. This was back in the 80s, so I'm, I'm not that young. Um, and um, as time goes on, I teenagers in, in, in Los Angeles, I got into a lot of trouble. Um, I was a pretty naughty kid, got into trouble with the law, got into trouble in school and all that kind of stuff. By the age of 17, I was basically getting caught by, by cops, by police. And um, so I made this little prayer because I've heard about the Lord. I've heard about Jesus. Uh, we went to church kind of, sort of, in a way when I was around 12, 13, but didn't, didn't, didn't have a, a personal relationship with Jesus. So what happened was um, I made this prayer. I was 17 at the time. I made this prayer. I said, Lord, if... You say you love me. Because I keep hearing people say, Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. If you do love me, then show me. Because, you know, at the time I was I, I was spending time in jails, you know, and just doing a lot of stuff. And so uh, a good friend of mine gave me a call. Uh, I haven't been in church in years. But he said, hey, can you come down to church? It'll be great to see you in, in church on Sunday. I said, sure. Why not? I'll come. So I, I did. I, I went to church. I was 30 minutes late. I was sitting in the back. You know, as all sinners do, we sit in the back. No, just kidding. But, um, and there was this American preacher in the church. Um, it, it's an Indonesian church. Um, so this, this person, this, this preacher was preaching, and in the middle of his sermon, he stopped. He literally stopped, and he closed his Bible, and he pointed straight at me. He says, young man, step forward. And as I stepped forward, I thought, oh, no, Lord, he's, you know, probably the guy's going to say, like, you know, ladies and gentlemen, this is a perfect example of a sinner. You know, let's give him a cheer or whatever. But then he, he set his microphone down. He stepped off the pulpit, and he gave me this huge bear hug. And he just said, my son, God loves you very much, and he wants you back. I was 17. That's when I knew that his love for me was real, is real. And um, I gave my life, and I gave my life, and I, I made a prayer that day. I said, Father, from this day on, I'm going to try to be a better man than the day before. And I still made that prayer every single day now. I'm 38, so that was 21 years ago. And did uh, your friends and family all notice the change and the transformation in your life? Yeah, actually, I mean, I, I didn't become a saint in like a day. I'm, I don't think I'm – I'm not a saint now anyways, but um, – one thing I did that that I th- I thought I made a very good decision was I told my friends that I couldn't hang out with them, and for me, th- th- I-, I used to be a youth pastor in our church, and I always tell this to to, to my kids, to my youths, that you gotta you gotta make sure who you hang out with, you know, 
um, there's a great quote that says, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. And, um, and it's absolutely true. So when I told my friends, my close friends, my buddies that, you know, we, we steal cars and all that kind of stuff. And like, I can't hang out with you anymore. I'm, I really want to, want to straighten out my life. I'm, I'm, I want to be a follower of Jesus. And, you know, they mocked me, they laughed at me, but it was a, for me, it was one of the best decisions I've made at the age of 17 that I said, I can't hang out with you. And tell me, um, how did you get into uh, worship leading and songwriting? What was the journey like from there? <laughs> well, the thing is, I've always been a very artsy kind of guy since I was a little boy. Um, but the funny thing was, my major in, in university was fine arts. I, so I used to be a painter. I used to draw and, and do illustrations and all that. But music has always been a, this huge part of my life i love singing i love music i i grew up with with my parents listening to great music you know elvis presley the beatles since i was a kid and and, and for kids my age at that time as an asian that's that was pretty rare you know to listen to all those great music so music was a, a huge part and um when i received the lord when i when i became a christian one of the things that drew me into the ministry was praise and worship it was an obvious choice so I began leading worship in um, in the youth with just like you know, great numbers of people. Nine of them, you know, it's just there's nine in the church. Um, but that's how I started. Just started really small, picking up guitars, and um, and I didn't really thought of myself as a songwriter because basically for me, I just want to worship God. So every song that I've written was basically it was just a personal thing for, between me and the Lord. But um, over the years, and in 1995, God basically, it was just all God, cut the long story short, moved to Indonesia, to Jakarta, and then just began to serve in this, you know, the number one, the largest Muslim nation in the world. But I just knew that that's God's calling for my life is going to be in this place. And um, and I started from zero, basically. I started with nothing. I started leading worship. Uh, we began this this really small fellowship every Friday nights. Um, this was back in '96. It grew and grew, and in '99 we became a church. And um, it just kind of snowballed from there. Just I really believe in that passage, where if you're faithful with the small things, God will truly reward you with the greater responsibility and bigger things. And so for us and for me personally, I just did the small things. I just kept doing the small things faithfully, serving in the church, serving in, in the area of my grace zone, you know, and, and, and that's that. And everything else, all the songs, the albums, the relationships, you know, the friendships, all these great people in, that I've admired for so many years are basically just the result of that, doing the small things. Now, the song Hosanna that you co-wrote with Israel Houghton is, you know, an incredible worship song sung all over the world. How did that come to be? I wrote Hosanna, uh, the, the first part of Hosanna, Hosanna. It was actually in the shower. I was in the shower. We were getting ready for our live recording, our church live recording at the time. And this was back in 2009, I think. And, um, and I just knew I still needed one more song. And it was about 10 days before the live recording so i said there's i'm sure there's still one more song coming and i was in the shower and i remember my wife bought me a brand new shampoo that day and um as i was using the shampoo i just got this melody 
na na na, and immediately I just start singing. And it was because usually what I do as a songwriter, I would write the melodies first and then just figure out the lyrics. But during this time in this divine shower moment, it was just like I got it. It was just Hosanna. In the highest, let our King be lifted up, Hosanna. So I immediately grabbed a towel, dried my hands, grabbed my my mobile phone because it has a, a recorder, and I just start recording the melody and the lyrics. And that night in the studio, I I told my muso friends, my musicians, and said, "I got this song. You guys got to check out this song." And then during rehearsal, we sang that that small, tiny song for 45 minutes. And it was just the presence of God. So what happened with Israel was I was invited a few months later to his conference in Houston, Texas to lead worship. And um, he said, introduce your new songs. I'm like, all right. I got this really small, tiny song. just two lines. And I, I sang it at the conference, at Israel's conference called Deeper Conference in Houston. And as I sang it, the whole room, and it, it was like uh, 1,500 worship leaders, worship pastors from all over America. So I'm, I'm looking at worship leaders, and they were all like laying down and just singing and dancing while I was singing. And we just kept singing that song for like 35 minutes. And, you know, my slot was like 10 minutes. But Israel just kept, just kept going, kept going. And afterwards he said, um, can I have that song? I'm like, it's yours. It's yours. You can do whatever you want with it. So he added the part, be lifted higher. That's Israel's part. Higher. Jesus, you be lifted higher. And it just complete the song. So that's the story of Hosanna. And um, so, yeah, everywhere I go now, it's people just say, hey, that's the Hosanna guy. It's the Hosanna guy. So, yeah. I'm the Hosanna Asia guy, so it's okay. And now you're out here at Hillsong 2011, you know, John Maxwell, Nikki Gumbel, Jesus Culture. Uh, what, what have been the highlights of the conference for you? If, if, I can, if I can tell you the truth, the highlight of the moment for me, for me, is actually this, this realization that everything is all about Jesus. I mean, that's the main theme of from day one, the first night, opening night, until today. It's that none of this really matters. You know, all the glitz, all the lights, all the sound system, all the great people on the stage. It's all about Jesus. Jesus is the center of it all. So, And, and, and I think uh, every single speaker from John Maxwell to Jensen Franklin, from all the worship leaders, it, I just get that sense. And I truly love it because it's something that I've been kind of frustrated in the last year or so that we've made this this – Thing into such a huge production sometimes that we forget that it's none of this are important it's just jesus and and once you get that and i, I and for me hillsong conference is the barometer it's like it's you, you measure what's happening in the spiritual church realm for me I look at hillsong conference if it's happening in hillsong conference it's going to spread globally. So if it's happening here right now, I'm, I'm truly excited to see what's going to be ahead in the next year or so, next few years, that we're just going to come back to this realization that it's all about Jesus. Now, for people who are listening who don't know Jesus, 
those who are listening that, that might have backslidden or might have a relationship with Jesus, would you just speak to those listeners now about how they would become a Christian? Yeah. As I was sharing earlier about my life, um, I was considered a loser, you know, and I know how it is to be a loser. I know how it is to feel alone, dejected, rejected, feel like you have no future. But when I met this person by the name of Jesus, there is hope. And that for me, I think for a lot of people, if, if you're listening right now, I know a lot of you are losing hope. The, the Bible says, take heart, don't lose hope, because hope will never fail you. And if you meet this person, this Jesus, and you invite him to come into your life, I guarantee you as a living testimony of what God can do to a loser such as I am, he can turn your world around. He can, he can give you hope and a brand new future and you will never ever feel alone ever. And if you can do that right now, if you can just invite Jesus into your heart, I really believe the best is yet to come. And when you see yourself in the mirror, you're going to see a brand new person because Jesus is living in you. And that's my prayer for you, and that's my challenge for you today. You know, and if you'd like to respond to that, um, you know, you can go to the website, historymakersradio.com, and there's information there where you can, um, uh, you know, be followed up about uh, coming to Christ. And if people would like to contact you and uh, find out more about your church in Jakarta, Indonesia, what's the website? Well, our church is JPCC. You can go to www.jpcc.org or um, my own website would be fine, the sydneymohady.com and, um, or anywhere else around the world. I'm on Twitter and um, all that kind of stuff. And uh, just find me. God bless you, mate. I reckon you're a history maker. Thanks for joining us. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you for having me. If you'd like to download this interview, just go to www.historymakersradio.com and also you can make a donation if you'd like. I'm Matt Prater. Have a great week. History Makers.